My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Sean, and I'm a sports geek. This is Geek Pod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And with us, we have a guest who hasn't been around for a few episodes, but he did impress us so much that we invited him back into the studio slash my basement. Introduce yourself, Jack. I'm Jack, and I'm in the magic world of this basement with Play-Doh, horses, Pumbaa. I love it all. <laughs> and I'm Corbs, and I'm not here because I'm fucking late. Yeah. So, Corbs isn't here yet, obviously. But he'll never hear this because he doesn't bother to listen to the fucking episodes. <laughs> Is he usually this late? No, usually he's kind of on time. Right. So anyway, Dr. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Alright, I am very excited about uh, just some more announcements about something that's been announced in the past, but I don't think I've brought it up here. Are you aware that they're doing an Evil Dead TV show? I've heard a little bit about this. Okay, uh, unlike a lot of things in the past where Sam Raimi and Rob Taper have announced, hey, we're doing something with the Evil Dead universe and then nothing happens for three years, uh, it, it's a done deal. Uh, I believe it's, is it Showtime or Stars? I'm not sure what the network is. Uh, it is going to star Bruce Campbell That's with awesome. uh, some younger people. It is, I think it's going to be called uh, Bruce Campbell, or not Bruce Campbell, um, <laughs> Ash versus the Evil Dead or something like that. Nice. And, but it's going to be half-hour episodes, which has everybody a little weirded out. Because that's a, a very strange amount of time for something. Uh, they have said that it's going to be a very full 30 minutes. But regardless, we're getting an Evil Dead TV show. Yes, with awesome. Bruce Campbell playing Ashley Williams. Come on, how does that not get you geeked? Yes, that's that does awesome. That sound pretty good. Like, is it going to be rushed a little bit, though, a half hour? Like well, that? I mean, I it know. depends on how they do it. I, I, Doctor Who used to run 20 minutes an episode back in the day. So... If they concentrate on the story, I, mean, I don't think there'll be a lot of filler stuff. It's going to have comedic elements. Evil Dead certainly lends itself to to, uh, to comedy, which is the thirty minutes is the preferred choice for comedy. Uh, I hope it's not going to be all comedy, but I I understand the worry, but I, I kind of feel like we can't say anything negative about it until we see what they do with the thirty minutes. Clearly, they have a game plan and. If they're moving this far ahead, I'm sure that if they wanted to do a 45 or 60 minute episode, they certainly could. This is a choice they've made. They've decided we're going to do it in 30 minutes. Um, there must be a reason for that. And if it's just you know like a continuing narrative, I mean, there's no reason 30 minutes that maybe a cliffhanger leads into the next episode. It can work. Right. It can definitely work. I mean, that's how TV used to be done. We've yeah. become spoiled in the last decade or two with hour-long drama. Yeah. And it's good. It's because it's on like a Showtime or Cinemax. Like yes. that, it's not going to have commercial breaks. Exactly. You can watch it for thirty minutes. A full thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm not as worried as uh, the general internet seems to be. Nice. All right. So Jack, what's up? What's got you geeked this week? Um, what's got me geeked? Hmm. The Batman Superman movie still coming out. Still reading a little bit about that. But the one that that's got me geeked is um. It's probably a little old news, but the Star Wars Episode Seven trailer. Still looking into that a little bit. I really want to know what this is going to be like, because I grew up with 4, 5, and 6. We all love those. Then we saw 1, 2, and 3. I'm just looking at it a little bit more here and there. 
looking at that lightsaber it's like a um, cross lightsaber it looks pretty good I'm I just dissecting like it a little bit more here there. it looks like that cross lightsaber could do some dissecting mm -hmm. yes I really want to know if this is going to be a good one because I really I know we're only in January and the movie comes out in December but when there is a sniff or even a scratch of the surface I am going to the midnight premiere for that movie Yes, I've already been told that I don't have a choice. I have to order tickets with him when it comes out. And you're going to order premiere. tickets with me now. Oh, okay. You we're going to go no, dissect it, and hopefully it's good. Because Disney, when they did Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one was amazing, and then they fell off. I think you're looking at a completely different Disney machine now. I um, hope so. Since they bought Marvel and everything. They're really good at this. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean was their first really big super franchise that was live action, that wasn't based on an animation. And they had to kind of cut their teeth there, and they did all right. And even the the last movies, which weren't as well received, still made a gazillion dollars. So uh, now we're seeing a Disney that can make Guardians of the Galaxy. I have no doubt with Star Wars and the entire original cast signed on uh, to kind of shepherd this new generation into it. I I don't have any fear that this is going to be a bad movie. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to come out way better than what anybody's expecting. Yeah. Especially with the internet scrutiny that it's going to get, and it's already getting. Oh, yeah. But, as you can already see, judging from the new Star Wars number one that just came out in the comics world, uh, the Disney marketing machine is already in full mm -hmm. effect. And, and you know what this probably means? It probably means, if you're a Star Wars fan, the next 20 years are going to be awesome, and then after that, I mean, things may die down. But they didn't spend all this money to purchase this franchise, not to make a crap load of money of that with it. And the first thing you do is you make good stuff so people come to your other stuff. Eventually, maybe you run it into the ground. I hope they're smart enough not to do that. But, I mean, for the, the short term, it's going to be the best time in the world to be a Star Wars fan. Absolutely. Well, that's what I'm hoping for, like you say. Like, they're going to do 7, 8, and 9, and I guess in between, because they take so long to make. They take four years. They're going to do, like, a Boba Fett story, the Yoda story, a Chewbacca story. So I hope they just don't run into the ground because, like, they're sacred movies. There's only been six of them, but we all love the six movies, and hopefully they're just as good as... We all love three of those movies. Yeah, four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah, like, we didn't like the storyline in two, and yeah, I agree with you. You know what's funny, though, is if you take the uh, the, the first three of the, pre the, the prequels mm -hmm. and you edit them into one movie, um, it's actually not bad. I, I saw the first two. I was like, these Star Wars movies really suck. Uh, a buddy of mine dragged me to the uh, third one, and I, I didn't really want to go, but he loved Star Wars, and I'm like, you know, we didn't get to hang out that much, so I'm like, all right, I'll go see it with you. At the end of that movie, I'm like, I finally understand why I slogged through all this other stuff, and I wish it had been one movie, or maybe it had been tightened a bit, because putting the cap in, in uh, The Revenge of the Sith, I suddenly realized that the entire six Star Wars movie storyline was all about the rise, fall, and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. It even changed the original movies for me, because now I realize it wasn't Luke Skywalker's story. This entire thing was Anakin Skywalker's story. I liked it. At that point, I'm like, this was really good. I really wish I didn't have to sit through the ridiculousness of those first two movies to feel this way about these three movies. Yeah, and Hayden Christensen was just painful to watch. I, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with him. Really? Yeah, I people cried. say that the acting in those movies was wooden. I don't think it was any worse than a lot of higher lauded movies I've seen. I didn't think the acting was bad. Uh, I really think it was just like George Lucas said, I'm making these three movies for my kids. And mm -hmm. it, it really, it, it took away, you know, I mean, the, I'm not even going to get on the Jar Jar Binks train. It, it just, <laughs> th there was a lot of stuff that didn't need to be there. Uh, and it seemed like they were just bad movies. 
and, and I, but after seeing the last one, I could see where they had they had to move the story forward. This progression had to be there. But if they did it all as one big story, like if you knew that it, that was the story, or you had an idea that that was what they were going for, I might have not been so pissed off after seeing the first two movies. Hmm. I never thought of it that way. That's actually good. I like that. Uh, I I agree with that because I mean when they started talking about making the prequels everyone was like oh my god we're going to see all this badass Jedi action it's going to be so cool and we get an 8 year old kid who whines no but we didn't get badass Jedi action don't forget that oh. we got Qui-Gon Jinn Darth Maul Darth I know yeah. I, th- there was a lot of really really good action in those movies um, they got overshadowed by the, the more inane ideas and the annoying yeah I mean young Anakin was annoying uh it, 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 they they just re- they could have done it better. You know what always creeped me out too is the midi chlorines, the I whole got, Jesus I, thing. You know yeah. I, I don't really care about that. Um, the fact that uh, Anakin and Padme, you know, they end up together. Look, oh, uh, <laughs> when they first meet young him, she still looks like Natalie Portman. I mean, right. correct me if I'm wrong. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, this is like robbing the cradle. You know, I mean, years go by now. He's Hayden Christensen, and they're you know knocking boots. It's like you know sleeping with your your, uh, your sister. English teacher. No, right. or, oh, yeah. 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 You know, it's, well, it's hopefully like, not your sister. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's the later movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, the previous <laughs> Those movies. Those are the lead scenes. I, I just, that, that always struck me as odd. Uh, I mean, you know, love can happen in strange ways, but I, I, I almost wish they'd had a different actress portray Padme, like she had been a little younger, because she didn't look younger, mm-hmm. you know, to me, and she didn't look older, it just looked like Natalie Portman. I'm like, oh, she's nailing the, uh, the little eight-year-old boy now. I did have a major crush on Natalie Portman growing up, and I still do. She is one of the hottest girls out there, but she was a good actress. I I, I agree with you, but, like, yeah, maybe they should have had something different, but um, I don't know. I think they wanted to keep the same actresses because yeah. they did it with Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and, and Harrison Ford. So they wanted to have the same actors in 1, 2, and 3. Maybe they should have made her look a little older because it, she just didn't look like she'd really aged. Right. I always no. thought that was weird. But I mean, that's a that's a little niggle. I don't think that's really important. Um, but yeah, a lot of the criticisms in the movies, I, I don't find hold a lot of water. I didn't think the acting was horrible. Uh, I just didn't resonate with the first two movies. It was just like, this doesn't feel like Star Wars. It doesn't feel like anything. By the time we got to the third movie, I had to be dragged to go see it. Yeah, no, I know. As you're saying, though, like it's tough because like you want to see a good movie and the third one brought it back. Yeah. Like I like how you said they should have been just one movie, but that's money makers. Like you're gonna see three movies, but like I could see that. I would have loved to see Darth Maul's part bigger, Count yeah. Dooku's part smaller. He's like that double lightsaber, those cool horns. Yeah. And now we got to see this old guy, and um, which is not bad. Don't get me wrong, but like Darth Maul's part, I wish was in one and two, and yeah. Count Dooku's. In yeah, three. that that would have been perfect. I'm um, also having Anakin older for more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Agreed. I mean, really, I mean, do we even need to have the the super young Anakin? Could he have been a little bit older, played by the same actor, just playing younger? Maybe he's a teenager, and then he's in his mid twenties by the time mm-hmm. you get to the last movie. I think it it would have been much stronger for that. Right. It's like they take took the good parts they had and made them smaller mm-hmm. until the last movie. Or General Grievous too. Like he was a cool part, oh, and, we and we didn't see like yeah, we didn't know why he really had that cough. Trim that down. Well, you know, what's funny is they, they set out to not make it Obi-Wan's story, but it really felt like it was Obi-Wan's story, except they were trying to tell you, hey, this isn't Obi-Wan's story. It's just, he's here right now, because the other guy isn't ready yet. I think it would have been better if, like, okay, this is going to be more focused on Obi-Wan until we get to the end. That would have tightened it up a lot. Right, and yeah. um, we don't hear about, like, we know General Grievous, like, I my brother told me this, he has that cough because of Dark, no, was it uh, Mace Windu force-punched him, yeah. and that's how he has that put. Oh. 
would have made for a better movie than Power Racing. Exactly. Yes. And Jar Jar Banks. So, Corbs, what's got you geeked? Really? Ladies and gentlemen, Corbs. Corbs has entered the building. Yeah, I just sat down and you, you know, you can... Uh, Start picking on me already? Oh, no, no, no. That started about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd catch some shit for being late. You might want to catch the beginning of it. <laughs> right. You might want to listen to this one. I mean, no no one's talking about trying to get your fat ass out the door this time. Like the last time you missed it. But. Right, that's true. This is, this, I missed it. There was the one before that I missed also. Oh. That just you and Hugh did. I don't know why. I don't know how I missed that one. But no, the reason I was late was my uh, son. I sent him up for basketball. So when they had games, the game started at 10, 10, I got over at 11 o'clock. So and then, of course, I had to take my ex-fiance to drop her rental car off, and then she had to go get another rental car. Yeah, it's just a giant mess. <laughs> well, what happened was I, I brokered a deal with my cousin who owns a car dealership. So I, bro- I got her a good deal on a car, and she was supposed to pick it up today, but now that it's not going to be ready until... 2.30. Outstanding. And she didn't want that. Because she's got things she's got to do. She was going to see her sister. They made plans to go and get Manny Petties and take my, my son, our son, uh, down to see his nephew and they hang out and play for the day and whatever and all that stuff. So I, I'm free for the day. So, But I had to kind of chauffeur around to get all this stuff. And I was supposed to take her to get the car today before I came here. That was what I was going to do before I got here. And now she's not getting it until tomorrow, so... Outstanding. But I'm sure that just makes your life all Oh, yeah, because, you know, we were going to drop the car off We were going to drop the car off for basketball, and then I was going to take her to the dealership, and then I was going to drop her off the dealership and collect my, my fee um, for which getting... Is, well, you 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, 100 bucks, which is nice. So anybody looking for a car, you know, like my cousin will, will hook you up. Um and so now we have advertising in the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> and mention my name, and of course, you know, I get money, so which is always nice. But, uh, so yeah, that didn't happen today, so it was just a giant mess. That's why I, that's why I texted you this morning, told you I was going to be even later, because I was, at that point I was out ready to just rip somebody's head off, and it was going <laughs> to be hers. But, you know, so my mom came and saw my son play basketball, and she kind of she calmed me down a little bit and explained the whole situation. So I guess it's not that bad, but still it just into more of my morning and afternoon being here and I would have been here by by about 11.30 had I gone in the way it was supposed to go and of course then I showed up another 20 minutes later or whatever so it's just a giant mess but uh, what's got me geek besides the, the rant I just went on <laughs> well on a lighter note how'd your son do basketball uh, well we, 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 we kind of won't go there my, my, my son is afraid of the, afraid of the ball <laughs> Like every Syracuse player, he'll do great. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right, true. Yeah, so when the, it comes comes times when they threw the ball to him, he kind of like it was like he like shrank. Not in the little, face. Yeah, right. Basically, and he came over. One when he goes, he came over to me at one point, and I'm like, you, you, you can't be afraid of the ball. Just it's yeah, you're gonna get hit. It's gonna hurt. It's part of life. Um, he's like, but I don't want to get in the face. It's gonna hurt. I said, well, here's what we're gonna do for the next week. So I'm gonna we're gonna sit I'm down. Gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> throw basketballs at you. That's not a good visual. <laughs> Can you just imagine a poor little Go kid? Go stand against the wall. Right. I'm, I'm going to throw the basketball at your face. So but, I think it catches uh, a little hand. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, so it, it was good. I mean, they don't keep score. It's kind of a low-key type of basketball program. It's a, the program that I grew up in, 
and uh, my actual basketball coach that I played for in high school is the guy who's running it, and he's run it for the last 30 years, so he ran it even when I was in, in it. Okay. So I decided to take my, my son, and I've got, I've got friends that take their kids there, and everybody raves about it. I've seen old high school friends that have brought their kids there that played in the program, so it's a program that is very, very, very uh, influential in the, in the, the district in North Syracuse. It's uh, the St. Rose basketball program. Saturday morning, so it's it's very good. I mean, if, you know, so I just think boys, girls, doesn't matter. They all play together. They don't keep score because they don't. Nobody want to, wins. Well, yeah, nobody wins. Nobody loses. Everybody just has a good time. You can teach the fundamentals and stuff like that. So it's a good time. So you know, it's something to do on Saturday mornings with just the two of us. I mean, she's in town this week to see him, but I think it's the only time she's going to be here and stuff. You know, my mom comes and. Like I said, my friends, I got friends that are in the program. I actually coach with one of my closest friends. So my son and his daughter are on the team together. So it's kind of fun. And he's he's really loud. And you can hear him in the, in the seminary. He's nice. that loud. Through the, in the gym, which is like three buildings away. And, but he's really loud. It's, it's, it's just a fun. For us, it's a good time. We laugh and joke and, you know, try to teach kids that are not wanting to listen. More interested in picking their nose in the middle of the court. I well, still do that. Is well, that I do that too, but that's, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's and it's not that the, it's not that the kids you know just don't. Well, some of the kids do that, and my son has done that a few times. He's just gonna be standing and looking at the scoreboard and mm-hmm. looking at the other game being played and not paying attention. And the court, the basketball has gone back, back up on the court like two times, and he's still standing there. And I'm like, do something. <laughs> you know, pay attention to what's going on. But you know, we got a couple of kids that just like to take the ball and head down. Run through people and yeah, pretty much yeah, not <laughs> dribbling, just running well, like no, a football. They, they, they dri- because it's the se- it's second and third graders, so they do dribble, but they dribble like three steps, pick the ball up, mm-hmm. and then run four or five, <laughs> and then <laughs> dribble again, and pick it up, and run through four or five. You know, and it, it, and the, the refs there, they, they they let it go for a little while and stuff. I mean, if it's blatantly obvious, then they call it <laughs> and stuff. I mean, sometimes, they, but they'll let most of it go. You know, they let some of the fouls go because the kids don't know. Stuff like that. So it's, but it's it's a good time. It's, it's, good. O- it's only about fifty minutes. They've, we went from ten ten to eleven o'clock this morning. So, and there's games that are all day. So it's well not all day. Eight thirty, nine twenty, ten ten, and then eleven o'clock. So four sets of games. They play in both courts. They play not full length court, but half. two half court. Yeah, games. two half. Yeah. So, but it's it's pretty fun. So standing. I'd be the parent in there trying to tell my kid to run into the opposite game, like run from their half <laughs> oh to God. the other side. Just go in there, fuck their game up, take the ball, <laughs> take it back to your side. So yeah, but it's I mean it's good. And uh, like I said, my my old coach is, runs it, and uh, his kids went through it. And his kids are there. Both of his well, one of his kids, um, they both play college basketball. Nice. One of them, one of them is out with a concussion. Him and I were talking about this last week. His son's out with a concussion. The other kid is graduating from high school. Um, this summer or this spring or whatever you would consider it or whatever, but he uh, blew out his knee, so mm. he's not playing at all. He's gonna, he's good, but he's gonna be playing when he goes to, to college next year. So they're both very good. That works. So other than that, I got no idea. I mean, I, I, I'm not really geeked about anything. Oh, well, I guess I can say I'm. I've been watching Netflix. I guess that's got me pretty geeked. Netflix has you geeked. We're gonna discuss this a little bit though, because this is gonna be a good chunk of yeah change in the show. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what my uh, the, my ex gave me her account to watch Netflix. So Outstanding. You should fill it up with some all sorts of right. stuff. Oh yeah, I have yeah, good, 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 good. weird things and stuff. So when yeah. she was on it, she sees like what? 
put gay and lesbian porn and it's just <laughs> yeah, that's not on Netflix. No, no, no I've looked. No, it's it's um, more it's more family funny, but I was thought uh, of, I thought about that if you Franklin the Turtle. Well my son watches like Curious George and stuff. <laughs> but I mean stuff like that, but there's gotta be something out there. I mean you you porn or whatever, but you know, st- stuff like that for for porn for net like Netflix style porn, I don't know. That that would be regular porn sites. Yeah, yeah true. True. Yeah, know. and we are not putting a list of those on, on Geekpod. <laughs> no, just so you know. <laughs> that's what's got us geeks. So, but. so what do we got on the table this week, Paul? Uh, microphones and a mixing board. Oh, oh I'm sorry. You're no. you're <laughs> sorry. Yeah, well, I know. Actually, what's got you geeked? What's yes. got me geeked? One, the fact that there's apparently a new podcast starting called The Fist of Kanshu, a Moon Knight oh, podcast. Do tell. Yeah, all about one of my favorite heroes, as I've discussed numerous times on the show, is Moon Knight. Uh, a pair of dashingly handsome fellows who are really smart decided they were going to just start doing a short little project where they discuss Moon Knight comics starting from his first appearance, which was what? Uh, Werewolf by Night 32. It's amazing that you know that. Why do you know that? Oh, I, I just think this is fascinating. Hmm. So I'm taking it's the two of you. <laughs> oh, I just spoiled it. Well, I gave it away. <laughs> and technically, he's a culprit because he was sitting in on it while we were recording earlier. Did oh. I? So, oh, yes. I did, did. yes. It was pretty he fantastic. Already forgot. <laughs> he was I like, wait, time. I was there. I tried to like, block that out. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what got me geek. We're starting a little side project that's also going to be underneath the GeekPod banner. So we can actually call it the GeekPod Network now. There you go. Hey, don't worry. It consisted mostly of me reading the one-page synopsis from Comic Vine. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it's it's what well, I would say probably when all is said and done, it'll be about a half an hour show. Yeah. That will probably roll out alongside GeekPod. Right. You can roll it out, no edits, no anything. Just throw it out there raw. No opening credits or anything. <laughs> just <leave it> out. <laughs> just start. Just, just Are go, we gonna have a different theme song? Yes. We have new theme music for it. A friend of GeekPod, our first honorary Legion member, because remember we started goofing off with us, I said our fans are the, the Legion of Geeks. And I think he's our actual first honorary Legionnaire. Sal Otero will be doing cover work for the Fist of Conchu podcast. Nice. But we have more to talk about with him in a little while. Yeah. You know, I wish that there was some way that I could come across uh, a guitar and an amp or something, because I could do some music. That would yeah, be, be very cool. cool. We, if we can, instead of using the, the public domain stuff, I mean, we could, and ideas and stuff, that would be awesome. Just, I yeah. sold all my stuff years ago. <laughs> well, there. Let's implore to our listeners. Anybody have some equipment Dr. Hugh can use? There I can go. lend you my beautiful voice. Even though I'm tone deaf. <laughs> I can sing. <laughs> I can scream something I can cheer on with the best of them. We'll have a Don't worry, guys, I gotta come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a little See, cowbell. I was just gonna offer the armpit music, too. That I can do. Yeah, That's about as far as my Maybe a tambourine, musical. I can maybe... <laughs> I can shake the shit out of a tambourine. <laughs> now, now, I'm surprised. You said Geek Pod Legion. And I'm thinking to myself, Paul didn't come up with the Geek Lantern Corps? I didn't. Oh! I have to give back my membership card, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's something you to look you into. Yeah, I'm out. You just got kicked out of your own place. Oh, and he, he's the Green Lantern fan, so that's yeah. why I'm like, why did this oh. not happen? I'm oh. pointing the logo up on okay. the wall. That the guy right there, there, too. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'll be doing the Walk of Shame out now. Can someone cue the Sad Hulk music, please? <laughs> With the Stewie Griffin. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. 
um, even though I, I did force Hugh to read the episode. And I do say force because he was quick to text me back and he was like, that was some issue. That's <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's my big thing. That and we actually have a robust comics rack section this week, don't we, Doctor? Yes, we do. Do we want to get right into that, or do we want to start talking TV? Well, you did say that you had something uh, to pose to us that had to do with the podcast in general. I don't know if that's that's considered uh, business on the table. We were talking earlier, something about changes, getting people more involved. I don't know. You said it before we were recording. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I didn't make wow. it up, man. <laughs> No, you're talking about just recently you talked to him about this? Not like this morning, like before... Like before sitting here. You got, yeah, I was about to say, I don't remember this. So wait, you guys were sitting here, and you guys were talking, and now you don't remember? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I blocked it out. You, you said that we were going to be talking about something during the podcast. Oh, no, because you, you brought up the My Little Ponies. That was during the other recording. Oh, no, that was before that. Okay. It was something else. About letting more people have more influence on the podcast. When you were asking me if I wanted to read the synopsis, and you said, yeah, there's going to be something about... Um, it sounded like you were going to give us more responsibility. Sure. Responsibility? Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Sure, let's right. go with that. <laughs> That'll be an off-mic discussion. But, I, yeah, I really didn't have anything in mind for that. Just I wanted to be able to, you know, not be the guy that's clutching the mic all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what you were saying, and you I said you had an idea to... about that, so... Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. But for you're a good director. I know. I'm good at telling people what to do. I've had a lot of practice with the wife. I, I just sit back yeah, and watch her you. boss me yeah. around. Yeah. That, that, that never works success. with anyone's you, situations. You, you, I've, I've come to the realization, and those who are married or whatnot can can relate that you may think you're in charge, yeah, you but you're know. not even close. No, and not I think even. we all really know we're not. We're just trying to put on a front. Hmm. You look skeptical. Is that not how it works in your house? I seem to have a very different relationship from everybody else I know. That's fantastic. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it, really, it really is. We like to call that whips at sometimes, but um, there's a new term I love to use. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, I like to say you're reeked. So, reeked. Like, so, <laughs> you've lost your balls. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, wow. Ouch. It does yeah. hurt. I know. I'm sorry. Like, my friend, like we don't say he's whip, but he's reeked. Yeah, you know, and one of these days he'll actually see my wife and I together and be like, "Oh, okay, I feel awful about that comment now." It's it's, it's, <laughs> it's really sorry. it's really a fifty fifty thing. No, I'm I not know. saying yours is. Been, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just weird though. Like all all of my married friends are like, really like I hear people complain about their significant even though they love them. I never complain about her. She never complains about me. We we're like best friends. We're just we always get along. We always want to watch the same TV show. We always want to eat popcorn at the same time. It's bizarre. It's it really nice. is. That yeah, is nice. It's yeah, nice. very I mean, nice. Yeah. It's, I mean, we've maybe had three fights in five years. Um, three fights last night with my ex. <laughs> you just said popcorn, and that made me a little hungry because of popcorn. <laughs> I know you yeah, said three fights in five years, but I was it's like, weird. I've come to realize that it's atypical. I don't know. I don't know why. Hey, that's good. Yeah, it's very it's good. Not a bad thing. No, it's not. It's something More to strive to for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And now we turn to the Dr. Phil. <laughs> I was going to say, this, this, this whole thing is taking a weird turn. With children's basketball and, and happy marriages. What the fuck is going on here? And pretty well, it's ponies. better than the previous podcast about Moon Knight where we talked about child porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Which, as a disclaimer, was <laughs> yeah. all in good fun. I have never seen or would know where to find children's porn. <laughs> Jack, I don't want to know. 
<laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I can I just see the FCC coming through the door. Right. Right well, earlier right, right it was right the FBI, so. Yeah, I can see the comments on this episode now. Paul thinks there's something funny about child porn. <laughs> well, and I don't. He keeps through that door right over there. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone terribly yeah. wrong. We're, we're oh, definitely going terribly, to jail now. Well, you got all the children's books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And connect four. Have we ever mentioned that we do a record in my children's playroom? No, <laughs> you're not helping your cause. No. <laughs> oh, trust me, my cause was shot a few episodes ago when I admitted that I freely watch Glee. Yeah. Yeah. Leah Michelle is an attractive woman, but yeah, I uh, tried that; it didn't work. Luckily, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. it didn't help. Yeah, my Possibly. sister's obsessed. Yeah, it was like I guess there's a guy named Kurt on the show. Like I closed my eyes and I thought it was a girl. Well, ask Paul; he watches. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking well, about. There is actually, I don't watch the show, but there is something about the show that's pretty cool. Like, um, I guess that Kurt guy, you know who his father is? Michael Malley from Global Guts. Like, they're our favorite 90s um, show from Nickelodeon. Do you ever watch Guts? The Agro Crag? You ever no. watch Guts? No. You ever watch Jack? It? All right. We are all at least ten years older than you. But you watch it's like nineties Nickelodeon. Like I grew up Legends in Williamstown. We didn't have cable oh. TV. <laughs> I'm gonna put that one in the back and just to shut the door. But yeah, he was he was on the show and I was like, Oh cool, that's from a nineties Nickelodeon show I used to love. But alright, anyway. Yeah. Alright, we all got right. our glee out. Yeah. Let's keep that out. Now all because I said I thought you said something that you say you didn't say. Right, this, this just turned into a whole different thing. <laughs> but I did want to oh, pose a question. Are all of you aware of a movement, I guess, or a trend called bronies? I am familiar with it. I know jabroni. No, that's different. <laughs> that's almost as bad. I've heard of bromance. No. Are we kind of in the same ballpark? No. <laughs> Not really. We both failed. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, I'm envious that you guys don't know what it is. I wish I didn't know what it yeah. was. Um, my whole question is, why is it a thing? And I'm going to let you, Dr. Hugh, explain to them what a brony yeah, is. Thank you. Okay, I need to know what it is first. It's <laughs> tough for me to say why it's a thing, because I've tried to distance myself from this as much as I can. Um, but what I know about it is, apparently, it is adult male fans of My Little Pony. Friendship is Magic, the cartoon. Oh my god. Or you were more in the stuff. park than I was. So <laughs> that's why they're called bronies. Now, I, I've, I've heard the, the term. Um, I've not investigated it or watched any documentaries on it, so I, I can't really go much farther than that. But it is... It, 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 to me, it's like it'd be like grown men being all into Barbie or something. It just doesn't make sense. It really is a thing. There is, it's funny you say documentaries, because there is a documentary on Netflix about this really? culture. Yes. It's on Netflix? Oh. And which is also something that you need to put on your X's queue. Yeah, I'm going to have to look for that tonight when I go. Because that could be a whole what the fuck well, file in and of itself right there. <laughs> Let me ask you, Paul, um, since you've, I don't know if you watched the documentary, but I, have not. I, I was curious about this, and do we know, is it just normal is it normal people? Is it you know straight people? Is it you know gay guys? I mean, is there is there a certain demographic that watches this? I can only go by the one person I know who is in fact a brony. I am not going to give any names because there are people at the are table who know this person. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. Jack is not a brony. <laughs> do I know this brony? Yes, you do. Uh, don't am, even. Is say. it what I think it is? I don't know. Off mic, we'll talk, you guys yeah. discuss that off mic. Huh. So. But he is a reasonably normal heterosexual man. He is married, he has two children. He has a My Little Pony on his desk at work. 
<laughs> Sorry, he, I know who it is. Now. He enjoys the cartoon because of the quote unquote storytelling and humor. And I know for a fact that he has purchased My Little Pony comic books. Like, oh, this is that. not even him trying to say that it's, it's his daughter's into it, so he's into it. No, he likes My Little Pony. And I'm trying to figure out why, why, why. Well, People I mean, like certain maybe things. we need to take a look at it to see if there is something deep in the storytelling there. There you go. You um, wanted a deeper assignment. It's all you. <laughs> I already have some comic book assignments. Oh. I think that we should assign this to somebody who doesn't have stuff on their reading list already. Maybe someone who's already decided that they want to watch the documentary. i got to find it first on Netflix. So, but I'll tell you what, if, I, if I find it, I may actually watch it because... Yeah. I gotta find something to watch. The only reason I asked, just so it doesn't make me look like a horrible person, I was wondering if it was a thing like every gay man I've ever met is totally into show tunes. And they love Bette Midler and stuff like that. So I thought maybe it was like a cultural, quasi-cultural thing. Um, I didn't mean that I thought gay people weren't normal. I'm sorry. No, Bette Midler's a fine musician. Like the road. <laughs> that, that's yeah, his yeah. takeaway from that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, I mean, right? Yeah, maybe it was something along those lines. So. Yeah, I, I don't know much more than my personal experience with this person. Hey, people, it's apples and oranges. People like certain things, so that's what makes the world a it's different It's my thing. little pony, man. I'm not defending it. I, I don't agree with it either, but, like, it's what they like. You gotta I'm support gonna, I'm gonna it. take a line from Sons of Anarchy. Have I ever tell you that I've been watching my little pony on a regular basis, not for... Two in the back of the head? Two in the back of the head, quick and painless. <laughs> I've only heard girls that like. I've never heard a bro thing that's like my little pony. You won't, oh, I thought you were saying I've only heard girls that like two in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is getting bad. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yes, give me that. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> we just did high five. <laughs> so <laughs> there, um, Doctor Hugh wanted me to assign more tasks for uh, the Geek Pod faithful. Uh, I guess Corbs gets the first one. <laughs> give me something better than My Little Pony. I'll take something on. There you go. My little pony. Bring it back next episode or possibly something for the website. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'll figure it out. Outstanding. <laughs> I'll be waiting with bated breath on that one. That's outstanding. See, so it did technically turn into the, the My Little Pony discussion was going along with what you said. There so look at go. that. Tying everything together. That's well, it comes back around. not how we do it here. <laughs> Grant Morrison! Yeah, that's got to come in somewhere. Oh, All right. <laughs> What else do you want to talk about? That's where we're going with it. All right, we can talk about... Um, I finally saw Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time over Christmas. And um, what a delightful movie it was. Uh, Chris Pratt was great. Music was great. Action. My favorite character, though, Michael Rooker. You can't go wrong with. Um, it was a great... Guardians of the Galaxy was well done. I can definitely see a franchise in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, without it's, a doubt. It's gonna, and Zoe Saldana, like, oh, my God. Blue, green... She's attractive in whatever color she is. Like she's an attractive woman, that one, and she can kick ass. Like she does Avatar. I disagree. Like right. I was not attracted to that girl at all until she was Gamora. Then I was like, wow, she's hot. What's wrong with you? I yeah, exactly. Really she was in Star Trek. Even though yeah, I'm not attracted. Trek. She's uh, her. It's her uh, in <laughs> yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. She was in uh, Columbiana. Yep, that was a great movie too. No, you probably haven't seen that one. You're not that. It's like Taken, but female star. Yeah. Be... So. She's a great actress. She was in Guess Who with Bernie Mac before he died. I find it Give interesting that, to that you liked uh, Michael Rooker the best. Because while I like him, because I love Michael Rooker, mm -hmm. um, it was Merle 
in blue. I mean, he was. It was almost like he. It, 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 I, maybe I just mm-hmm. can only see this actor as one person, one mm-hmm. character now. Uh, well, it didn't take me out of it, but it was like it's Merle, and then it really was Merle. Do you yeah. want to know why I liked him? Because why? on the side, my brother and I were were actually writing a movie, and we have Michael Rooker starring in it. Does he know yet? No, but he, we're gonna track <laughs> him down. And like you're starring in that movie, and it's probably been done so many times. But like his family's been killed, but Michael Rooker is the one that's badass, and he's gonna go in and try to save his family and all that stuff. But you know who we have as the villain? Lieutenant Dan Gary Sinise. Yeah, we we have our actors picked out. They don't know that yet. So if you're listening out there, Gary Sinise, Michael Rooker, you're in our movie. But um, oh, we're just a badass. Listening, movie. I mean, we so, have an accomplishment there. Um, <laughs> it's slowly but surely. But um, like it's like you put somebody in a corner and they can only come out charging. So Michael Rooker goes in and tries to save his family, and Gary Sinise is the villain. We're slowly writing that. Man, yep. he, he wants to make a movie. I just want to buy an RV before I keel over from the heart attack. <laughs> right. That Where probably will happen on? before we finish our movie. We're only 20 pages into it, so... Oh, you got a long way to go, then. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a long time. they say at least, for like for the <laughs> shortest movie, it has to be at least a 90-page script? Yes. Yeah. If we can kind of segue that into um, a take on Take My Money, which would be the reverse, the anti-Take My Money, the reverse Take My Money. <laughs> Talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, I mm-hmm. finally saw... In person at Walmart, the dancing group. Have you seen it? Um, it is in a cupboard upstairs. I own one. I'm gonna get that real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me if you if you agree with me here. Now, before Christmas, right right after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy, all excited, knew they were making this thing. If they had been available when I walked out of the theater, I would have bought three of them on my way out of the mall. Going into Christmas, my ten uh, year old wanted a group figure. Couldn't find a group figure anywhere. We talked about that. Had these things come out, they were about 15 bucks? I think. Uh, 13, I think 13? mine was, but okay. yeah, right around there. Depends um, on where you find them. Yeah. Uh, would have bought three of them, because I would have had to get one for the two older kids, and then, you know, the three year old would have seen it, not knowing what it was, but wanted one anyway. So, three of them. So, I mean, that's um, 40, 45 bucks that they could have gotten out of me while there was hype there. And I was thinking about this last night, because I can't think of a time this has ever happened to me. Christmas is over. The hype is over. Movie came out on Blu ray. I finally see this dancing group in person. It's all right. It's kind of. Not not as good as I would hope it would be. It's almost like just a little rubber group figure, and there's a little stick that goes around the side. He's like, that's you know. exactly what it is. Yeah, and, and there's, there's no additional articulation and, and all that. It's it's kind kind of blah. But I, what I was thinking about last night is, and like, had this been available while I was riding the the wave or Christmas or any of that stuff, I would have grabbed it in a second. Now that that necessity is gone, I'm looking at this going, that's kind of a shitty product. I don't want to spend my money on it. Man, did they miss the boat on that? Big time. And it all was supply and demand because I did find it before Christmas. It oh, was the yeah, week I before could. Christmas. It was under the tree for the girls. It was a huge hit with them to the point that um, by December 27th, we had hidden it from Kylie <laughs> because all she would do was walk around with this thing in her hand and keep jamming that fucking button. So we had to hear <laughs> little Michael Jackson sing constantly. And we were like, yeah, she's going to bed and it's going away. I want to kill it with fire. <laughs> That's how I felt with, like, you remember those Billy the Bass things? Like, um, <laughs> those things you just want to throw away. Just, Man, they really missed the boat on that. Because it's, I mean, it's not horrible, but it's it's not exceptional. And I think the timing does count in something like this, because I just don't feel like it deserves my 13 or $15 now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I agree. And, uh, yeah, it wore off real fast. And it was because they couldn't get it out in time. Like that's, I think they really got taken by surprise with a lot of this stuff because there was like nothing merchandise-wise for a well, while. James Gunn said that uh, 
that they knew they wanted to do the dancing Groot toy, but they didn't want it to leak what happened to Groot at the end of the movie. Ah, that was supposed sense. to be a surprise. So they didn't even have a toy company or anybody lined up until the movie had come out. So I sort of understand that, but I think you also have to think about the fact people like us end up spoiled for, well, I don't know if you search for this stuff, but you and I end up spoiled because we go seeking this stuff out because mm -hmm. we're idiots. Uh, your general <laughs> public... Okay, you could have released the Groot toy before the damn movie came out, and the general public wouldn't have had any idea. Right. It doesn't really mean yeah. anything. Release it to Spencer's, and then people are, are, won't have any idea what it is until after the movie comes out, then it blows up. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, the keep your keep keep your product. As opposed to take my money, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Keep your product, yeah. I really like to reverse take my money. <laughs> Does it come in yellow instead of red? Is the yes, idea. it does. That's <laughs> <laughs> monopoly money. So, what? Have a few. <laughs> what? <laughs> we have a few things on the table. A bunch of mics and cords. Dick. I yeah, made that same joke, joke twice. Yeah. <laughs> but you left it out there again. It's a callback, right? Isn't that what they call it in comedy? Because we only when it's a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's like the first time too. Fuck off. <laughs> We have Comic Track, which uh, we actually have gotten the opportunity to do a couple of independent comic reviews. Or we can get into what I really want to get into, and Corbs' new television addiction from the sounds of it. It is kind of an addiction. I'll admit it. Now, we discussed this off mic on the, the secret Facebook page. Oh, of solitude? Yes, technically, because it's it's just us. What 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 are they called? The brain trust? Yeah, yeah, the brain trust. <laughs> Keep on brain trust. So, yeah. Corbs has been looking to fill the hole left from Sons of Anarchy, looking for a show. And I just got to know before we go any further, because you're watch you've been watching this on Netflix. I have. Have you been watching it on Tuesday nights at ten o'clock to fill that hole? <laughs> But it's not on Tuesday nights. Is it on 10 o'clock? No, but it's on Netflix. You can watch it whatever the fuck you want. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, no, I found myself, and what we're talking about is I, I decided to watch, and here you know this too, I decided, because you guys talk about it, and I figured, well, same thing with The Walking Dead. We talk about it, kind of got to know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I started watching Arrow, and I watched the first two seasons on Netflix. And to answer your question, no, I would watch two or three episodes a In night. A setting. Yeah, because it's because and I was like I was saying, I was you guys on the page at the end of the episode, it's a cliffhanger, and I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? Now I gotta watch <laughs> the next one. <laughs> so I found myself doing that first episode. You know, it, it kept going on, and I'm like, this, you know, and then I watch the second one, and then that'd be over. That'd be a cliffhanger. And I gotta watch the third one now. I'm like, this, this is just not cool. But I have to admit, it's not a, it's a good show, not on the same caliber as Sons of Anarchy, though. No, it's no. a whole different animal. Yeah. So, but I I did watch it. And I found myself enjoying it, and I now have it set to DVR. Outstanding. So but now you're what, like a half a season behind? Yeah. Right. So I'm, I haven't gotten into season three yet because obviously it's not on Netflix, so I, c I can't catch up that way with it. So I got to find some other avenues. It'd probably help you with that. Some of them might be available on the CW website, but uh, if you're going to start DVRing it, you don't want to start watching the episode that comes out this next week. You, you need to catch up. Oh yeah, right. especially oh. with that episode. Yeah, because I remember you guys. I remember you guys were talking about. Something in you know at the end of this what was it this fall winter finale mid season finale or whatever I remember you guys talking about that and uh, so obviously there's something else going on there and I've seen now I've seen commercials for it now the commercials come out and I find myself watching the commercials promoting it. I think idea. we can get you caught up pretty quick we'll talk after the show okay 
Yeah, so I, I do, I do want to catch up because it, it is a good show and it's it, it does fill a void for me, but I, not, not that, one. Not that <laughs> different oh, different void. I was impressed. I really was, um, it, especially because we might. I don't know if we touched on it in the, uh, the Facebook uh, room, but. Yeah, it's not on the, the level of Sons of Anarchy. It's a good show. I mean, I know Sons of Anarchy is like a Sopranos-level drama without ever seeing it. It's Sopranos. It's Game of Thrones. It's it's one of those big ones that people are going to remember 10, 15 years from now. Correct. Um, Arrow's good. It's it, I don't think it's it's going to be getting a 20-year retrospective. No. Uh, so I was kind of surprised that that's the one you picked up. I'm glad, though, because I think it um it, it's a little more real, real world than some of the other stuff we watch. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a good fit. So And I did find myself actually kind of tuning into The Flash also because obviously the characters cross over and stuff like that so I did kind of catch myself now Flash isn't on Netflix but um, I did watch um, some of Arrow on the CW or whatever channel UPN 43 or wherever I, you know wherever, wherever I found That's it I did kind of watch a little bit of it just kind of you know trying to figure out what was going on and I did catch myself watching a little bit of The Flash too so I'll probably end up watching both of those here but I mean like I said it's, it's definitely worth Worth it to watch if you're, you know, if you're a comic book fan, you are going to understand a little bit more about what's going on and stuff like that. But even the casual fan will, if you kind of, if you keep up with it, you'll know exactly what's going on. So. I think that's one of the strengths that they both have that they're designed to get the casual fan in there. Yeah, yeah, because there are Easter eggs, but they are definitely not essential to enjoy the show. Right. right. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's a good show. I like the acting. And I have to admit, any any show that's got actresses that look actress, actresses that look like the girls on that show, it's definitely worth watching. I haven't watched it as the, the actresses are pretty good. Oh, they're nice to look at. We'll leave it at that. So, wait, so you you we established earlier he favors the darker the darkest, skin. Yeah. You definitely yeah. need to watch uh, Flash then. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy yeah. Iris. Yeah. I'm not gonna spoil anything for anything, but every show I like, the actress that I like, she dies. So every show I like, an exercise okay, I don't like. watch Arrow, don't watch Flash. <laughs> so right. don't well, stop watching The Walking Dead. We all love Michonne. <laughs> <laughs> Michonne is yeah. No, actually, The Walking Dead. Who did I like that died? It could be anybody. No, yeah. <laughs> Unless no it's one, Rick. It's like, yeah, I had a big major crush on Carol. No, no, nothing happened. Nothing happened. No, it's not. Wait, if that if that voodoo works, can you get a crush on Carl? Carl, I heard. Oh, did you hear what he said? Offset. Yeah, about, no. about Beth. Yeah, yeah, she's like, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> He's cold. Yeah, you didn't hear that. You didn't. No. Yeah, yeah he was basically the, the, like, the yeah, actress okay. or the the, the, act, the character. Yeah, the yeah. character. Yeah. yeah he was glad like, the character was gone. Yeah. He's like, wow, okay. that's a little cold. In, 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 in his in his in his defense, he said it was well. I haven't seen her in a year. We haven't really had many scenes since mid season finale. Last last year, when the, I, the they were never, that, yeah, they were never on the set together. They're always filming different scenes, so they were never really together. So that's the reason why he, he kind of said it that way. Like, well, I haven't seen her in over a year, so. But why would he say he's glad she's gone? That yeah, was there more of a statement actor, that? Young actor, he's just a little immature, but nothing. No, no, there's probably nothing really to read into it because they're gonna have introduce a new character. I heard in a couple weeks. Because do you watch The Talking Dead a little no, bit after? No, I don't. Chris I don't. Hardwick, um, he has his own podcast. He's talking about it, and they're going to introduce a lot more things. So, oh, we'll see what happens. The governor, though, is coming back. Wait, what? I, I the, like the governor, governor is not coming back. <laughs> they shot him in the head. But you but didn't we discussed see that. it. Exactly. Yeah, we did but talk you did about not see her put a bullet in his head. 
But there but, was the hole when they focused on yeah, the, the close-up on his face. Yeah, we talked about that. The next episode, they did come back. They showed that. We we talked about it, and we went back and saw it. Well, it's on Netflix. I'll watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're just better, and I just really like the governor, and he's a good actor. I do. I mean, I did like David Morris' well, character. I, I know they're talking about uh, Negan. Um, Negan, they're, they're talking about... They're saying that somebody is going to be... They don't know when. They're going to bring him on the show. They have to at some point. Yeah, but I and it's I know. Too early. Well, I don't know if they get to the the, the safe zone, Alexandria safe zone, or mm. wherever what the hell they're talking about when Beth was killed. There, Noah was talking about. He's essential in that in that spot. He's he's the part of is it the saviors? That's the group that terrorizes the safe zone. Nice. So that's true. So yeah, so that he should be coming along here probably, if not by the end of this year, probably by by next year he'll be part of the show. The character well with his barbed wire McFoley baseball bat. Oh, that's beautiful. Cactus Jack. So that, that kind is of a, a gunshot wound <laughs> to the top of his head. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, that would be a that would be a dead governor right there. Uh, okay. Trust me, I, I wish he was going to come back too. But unless they introduce some magic that brings people back from the dead, other than the zombie virus or whatever it is. Well, I think if they do that, the first one they're going to do that with is our girl Beth, since there was a petition. Yeah, to bring her back. It's you not sound like Harl, but I'm, it's sad that she's dead. But yeah, I'm not sad. Too sad. I think, and I think her death is essential. Was essential to the to the, to the storyline because it affected everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, some deaths you don't affect. You know, some deaths were like, oh, it's this person's affected. Her death affected everybody. It's going to affect everybody. Her sister obviously is going to be affected more. Daryl mm-hmm. is going to be affected by it. You know, uh, every, so it's something that everybody is going to be uh, affected by. Mm-hmm. Is that what the, is that the, the term affected? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk off. Mm-hmm. Can we make this episode a, dr- a drinking game and see how many times? <laughs> oh my god! Every time he says "call," <laughs> drink. That's what I, you laugh. I was on the way over here. I was thinking about that. We should have a show where we drink. Yeah, just have a show where we sit around and drink beers or whatever, and just be stupid. Call it beer bastards. So it'd be that what we good. normally do, but with beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. But it may lower some inhibitions, and you may get some... Oh, that'd be a great idea. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one that girl that is cute is the one with Abraham. She's a gorgeous girl. She is? That one I do like. So if Rosita? she dies... Yeah, yeah, if she dies... Yeah, if she dies, I'm cursed. You can riot? Yeah, I will riot. So what do people expect? They did a petition that they were going to unshoot her in the head? Oh, did you hear how they were going to do it? No. No. Was it the whole Dallas thing. You know, wake uh, up, it was, was a dream. I was going to say that. Was, was gonna the, be Carol was... Did, did people not realize yeah, what Carol, they're watching? Um, apparently I mean, not. People are going to die. Honestly, Rick will die probably sometime. Like, it will happen. Like, these right. shows, are, like, you get so invested in them. That's why the graphic novels are better sometimes. Because, like, your characters will die. Right. But people aren't going to be happy with that. But that's what's going to happen. Like, that's what happened with, um... Um, so many characters. Everyone that's not on the show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Like Shane, Herschel, Herschel, Herschel. Dale, Dale. Yeah. yeah, they will die. Lori. Yeah, it's tough. You love your characters, but they will die eventually. Well, it's kind of like life. It yes. is life. Yes. People die. Oh, this just went way down. Wow. This is such a downer right now. <laughs> yeah. People die. But right. while we're on that topic, people I know. Wait, wait, wait. We're on the topic of people dying. Yes. Yeah. I okay. know you want to touch on it. Touch on what? Oh, on Sons? The finale. So basically the rest of us are just going to sit back uh, and let you give your uh, dissertation on and your final goodbye 
the Sons of Anarchy. No, I won't be a fan of the vibe. Trust me. Well, no, I know they're already talking about the the prequel or the yeah. The, pre- the prequel is not going to be for a while. I think I think the prequel is going to be a couple years down the road. It has it, to be. But the thing of it is, is he already has the green light. Fox is already or FX already told him it's yours. Do it when you want to do it. He's got a new show coming out that. Uh, I will be tuning into. It's called uh, Bastard Executioner. I have no idea when it comes out. Um, it's supposed to be out sometime this coming year, so sometime 2015. So, and Casey Gall is going to be in it again. Um, as far as anybody else that's going to be in it, I don't know. Uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not going to see too much about the finale. Um, yeah. Who are you? Really? <laughs> of course, I'll probably lie and talk about it for the next two hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed with most of the finale. Um, I like the fact that he tied everything up. He got his kids out of town. That was a hard part for me to watch. And I think you, uh, I you and I both that, agree. Yeah. When he was saying goodbye to his kids, you knew what he was, was thinking, rough. and you knew what he was going to do. You knew that it was going to end badly for him. The fact that he had to say goodbye to his kids and hug his kids and realize that this was the last time he was going to see them. For a single parent, that is the hardest thing to watch. To know the fact that you're never going to hold your kid again. Um, I mean, I, I'm lucky I get mine. He's with me 24-7. Um, so I get to see him, hug him, kiss him, all that stuff. But to sit there and actually watch somebody have to go through that, it was, I literally was bawling on it, knowing what was going to happen. But the fact that after that, that he just, he killed everybody. <laughs> yeah. He, it didn't matter. I mean, he, he shot Charlie Borowski, which you knew was coming. That had to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, just the fact that, I mean, he killed Marcus. Oh, Augustus Marks. Mm-hmm. He killed Marks, just right in front of the courthouse. No care in the world. Just pull a gun, six shots to the chest or whatever. I was just like, I was like, whoa, you know. I wasn't impressed with the way the he went out. I was hoping maybe that when they had him there in the when he cut the president's patch off and he gave it to to Chibs and all that stuff, and you know they had him held up and they looked like they were going to shoot him. And you know, I was I thought they were going to do something like they did. Excuse me. Where he, um, he would kind of get away, like they would shoot somebody, or they were going to shoot somebody else, and and frame them to be him, type of thing. I was like, okay, this this could get a little weird here. But when they, when <laughs> when they shot Happy in the arm, I was like, I was like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna let him go. And I was like, holy shit, that's definitely not what I envisioned. You know, I envisioned something you know, where, like, they shot Happy or something and, and made it look like it was Jack's or whatever, but, you know, and then we rode off on his dad's bike. Of course, you know, at that point, you know, you realize that, is he is he trying to escape type of thing? But then when they came back and he was sitting in front of his, the memorial for his dad on the rock there, where it said, you know, JT, when he passed away, you know, and he was on the same highway where his dad passed away, right where his dad passed away, and he was talking to him, and a cop pulled up, and I thought to myself, he's going to go out gangster style. He's going to start going to go out caught by suicide. I'm like, okay, that could be better for him type of thing where he just, you know, goes out and gun, fun, guns blazing or whatnot. But when he jumped on the bike and started driving away, you knew where it was heading. You knew, okay, he's going to go out like his father did. Um, so that kind of, I don't know, that kind of irritated me a little bit, but I understand, you know, the sins of the father's passed on to the son type of thing so I can understand why he went out like his father did and uh, that was kind of I mean it was it was was not the way I hoped it would end but understood how it had ended that way and stuff so I was impressed with the with the 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 finale Um, you know Wendy and 
For those of us who haven't seen it, can you tell me, you keep saying he went out, but you said he was driving away on a motorcycle. Okay, so what actually happened? Well, at the start of the show, they talk about his father being killed. His father was riding his bike, the bike that Jack's riding at the end of the show. It's, a, it's an old school Harley. One of the ones like military style yeah. Harley back the 50s and 60s Vietnam style bikes. So he was on his bike out on. I don't even know what highway it was. I think it was 580. I think that's what it was. Something like that. And his dad. Well, at the start of the show, they say that he was hit by a semi. But they found out later on that his bike was messed with. Somebody, somebody killed him on purpose. So his father was his father was driving down the highway and semi came up and he ran face first into the semi. And that's how Jax went out at the end. He was riding on his dad's bike. It, his bike, the bike wasn't messed with. He made the conscious choice to steer in front of the... the so he definitely is dead. He oh, is most he, certainly yeah, dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. So, I mean, they, sh they didn't, didn't show him laying on the ground, but they showed the pool of blood. Seeping into the frame. Yeah, it just kind of came off the side. After the accident. But, uh, so, so yeah, he went out He went out like his Harley. He went out on, on, his, uh, on his dad's Harley. Um, he basically just kind of steered right into the. I was just wondering if they, uh, if they implied it heavily or actually showed it because uh, another show I haven't actually watched, uh, but Breaking Bad, I, I've read mm -hmm. that it ended and it's heavily implied that the main character died, but they didn't actually show it. I guess no, they didn't. They didn't show. It. I actually saw the so, very end of Breaking Bad and they show Wal the character Walter laying on the ground, shot, but they. So so they could conceivably. Ten years down the road, decide to bring the care. So I was wondering if they did something similar there. And, and no, they never showed him actually lying on the ground. You know, all the, messed oh, up. Oh, but hitting a semi on a motorcycle—that's right. That's with no helmet than, on. They, but yeah, no helmet, anything like that. That's I, different than just being shot. Right. Yes. So, but yeah, I mean, it, and it was not just a little bit of blood. I mean, it was a, I mean, a pool like ten centimeters around. It just kind of just rolled onto the screen, and everybody stopped. The cop stopped. Everybody stopped. So you know he's. Either a underneath the truck, which kind of hard to to understand that, but um, but yeah, he's definitely he's definitely gone. So, but I mean, all in all, seven years, it was a good show. It was a fantastic run. So, it's a show that I would suggest to anybody. Yes. Yeah, I've never seen it yet. My I own DVD. So, only <laughs> complaint with that final episode were the Jesus parallels that were heavy-handedly dropped through the entire thing. Explain. Well, I mean, I mean, I know when he went into the to the semi, he was kind of like in the, yeah, in the crucifix position type of thing. So I understand that, what you're saying, that, but that's really the only one I can... Oh, okay, and then when they... Okay, okay now I understand. Now I think back when they had him in the the shed there where they were going to shoot him, they had, they had his had hand, hand, hands out. Yeah, okay, hands so. out. As yeah. well as when we meet the homeless woman again, she's drinking wine and eating bread. Oh, and know. she made some debt, it's, it's time or something, with the way the declaration was made. Are you alright over there? Crack flashback. Yeah, I did catch the you know, he said, oh, no, uh, it's time. She did say that, but you, I mean, if you've seen mm -hmm. on Facebook, you're with your friends... Sons of Anarchy fans on Facebook, you in any of those? I'm in this one group. I don't know okay. what you're referring to. Well, people are asking, what's her significance? She's always around. Like she was there the first episode. Was it the first the end of the first season? She was there the first episode, um, or the first season or whatever. She was kind of there a little bit, but she, was, she always seemed to be around when somebody was killed or was going to be killed or there was something big going on. And the what Kurt said it was was she was 
either the angel of death, and she was just a figment of everybody's imagination, or she was... Uh, the other one was the fact that she might have been um, Brooke, which ended up being Ratboy's old lady. Yes. Was her mother. That's true, because I never really did finish. Because remember, cause remember Jax, when he goes into Brooks's dad's house, and there he was discussing the fact that you know she came in and you know, was hitting the guy's bikes and all stuff, and threw the lead pipe through the window and broke the window, and Jax went to his house, and he assumed that he was there to do them up like they do everybody else, but he kind of just said, no, no, it's understandable. And when he told, when her father told Jax what kind of happened, that she was killed in the accident that killed his father, he kind of took a step back and he looked at the picture again and said, I've seen that lady before. And everybody assumed that that was because that was her mother. That was the one. She doesn't remember anything. She's got you know, amnesia or whatever type of thing. And she just kind of roams the streets now. But uh, the fact of the matter is everybody on Facebook is saying that uh, she's a ghost. She's like the angel of death or Jesus Christ type of thing. And it, now it kind of plays into the whole thing. The whole thing. So, But I just thought it was very heavy-handed. Like even when the, the final shot, when the blood seeping into the frame... The yeah. loaf of bread that was the right there, two yeah. crows are eating. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Blood into the... Yeah, it yeah. was just kind of heavy-handed. Even with... And I mean, I know it's natural to say when something crazy is happening, but Michael Chiklis, when he veers into him, what did he yell out? Yeah. He's, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of found it funny that Chiklis was the, the driver. The driver. Yeah, and he... And he uh, just the episode before, he was the driver that helped Gemma. And stuff, and I I did watch Anarchy afterwards after the final episode and stuff like that. And Kurt said that Chicklets wanted to be a part of the show, but they just couldn't get any find somewhere perfect for him. And it, it wasn't the fact that they couldn't find something perfect for him; they just couldn't find a good time for him to be mm-hmm. in the show. He was always in the middle of doing something else or whatever when he when he wanted to. And they finally came up with this, and they thought that this would be the perfect um, character for him to play, just a kind of a run of the mill truck driver that helps Gemma, and then is the one that. Is there when Jack dies? Finishes and, right, finishes off the whole thing. So, I, and I, I was, I kind of wondered at the end of the episode maybe if he was the driver that was that killed JT also. That could be interesting as a younger one. You could find that out. Right. Yeah. That's what's that's, the elephants are here. <laughs> no, we determined those are the elder gods. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know, all in all, uh, oh, and uh, seven season seven comes out sometime in February. So. Will, uh, oh, they're not waiting. No, they are not waiting this year. And you can buy a box set of it right now, and it's got the first six seasons in it with a slot for number seven. Oh, nice. So if you don't have it and want it, you can pick it up. I don't know what it's going to cost. I mean, it's already out. I saw it around Christmas time. Yeah, when it came out. Yeah, it was something that came out like right after, you know, because there was that, and then they had the the book. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's how I, I actually I actually searched for it online and saw a picture of the book, so you knew who was. You know who ended up being killed at the end, and so, but yeah, he was pissed about that though. Mm-hmm. Was. He went off on a huge rant that he just. What happened was, they had a book covered the seven seasons and who died and how many people were killed total and all that stuff in the book. A giant companion book, yeah. like right. the companion and to the series. It wasn't supposed to come out till after, mm-hmm. and somebody let it go before, mm-hmm. and so somebody took a picture of the last season seven and who was killed, and the last name on it is Jax Teller. So everybody knew that he died. So oh. he was yeah. pissed. He took to Twitter pleading yeah. with his fans to not search it out. Don't, yeah. you know. And what did I do? Searched it out. Of course mm-hmm. he did. I didn't. I actually You're a didn't. horrible fan. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. 
Sutter's gonna show up at your house and demand your DVDs back. That's <laughs> alright. I'll get out of here. Sons of Anarchy, right. Mob Squad. Please take it back. Uh, hey, if he comes to my house, you know, I'll bring right. him in for. He doesn't drink, I don't think, but hell, I'll get an autograph and whatever from him. Get a surge. Surge. <laughs> <laughs> my brother actually got that for me for Christmas. <laughs> a case of surge. Wow. Yeah, the order. I, you get it online, I know. I, yeah, I, it's ridiculously expensive for what yeah. I understand. What was it? He paid like 35 bucks for it or something for a 12 pack? Yeah, yeah that's, it's like, sorry, yeah, that's just crazy. But back to your sons. Yeah, so, uh, anyway, and I did hear, and you, you will like this, that they're actually going to, I believe, they're going to be putting out the life and time, the life and death of Sam Crow. Really? His, his manuscript. That would be cool. That would be something I think I would, I would definitely get and and read. So I saw the mobile game announced. This week. Mobile game, yep. yep. Uh, I did see some previews for that, so I'm hoping that'll be out. Um, they're talking, I think June for that. I know. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It, it might even be before that. Might even be before that. No, they've already got previews and stuff. It'll be another dancing group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I did see that too, and then uh, they keep. I keep I keep wanting the prequel to come out. All the fans want this prequel to come out, but I know he's gonna wait. They have to wait. I mean, he's got other shows to do first. Right. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely gonna wait. I think he's gonna wait and see how uh, the Bash of Executioner does. If that doesn't do um, doesn't do well, he'll probably go right back to it. But I think he wants to wait and kind of hold off a little bit to let uh, people stew a little bit. Yeah. What would the prequel be called? The Fathers of Anarchy. Uh, first nine, because it started out as nine members, and they're all. Uh, former Vietnam War buddies. So, and they came back and they didn't like the, well, the rule, the anarchy rule, or the the one percenters, which is, you know, you're talking Hells Angels and the Mongols, and that's kind of what they're based on. Um, they basically live outside the law. So when they came back from Vietnam, over in Vietnam, they really didn't have much law. It was yeah. kill or be killed over there. When they came back, they didn't know how to fit back in. You know, guys were over there a couple, two or three tours. They didn't know how to fit back in, so they kind of all kind of found a way to to get that release, and it was riding motorcycles. These guys came back and decided, this is what we we're going to do. We're going to go Harley. You know, we're just going to have a little commune or whatever, and we're going to start riding bikes, and that's just going to be our release. Well, it turned into be, okay, well, now we got to fund this somehow. You know, we don't, none of these guys really worked. You know, they, some of them worked mechanics and stuff like that. They did odd jobs, but they didn't have a lot of fun. So then it became... They're doing a little more illegal stuff, and it then it became more illegal and illegal, and then it became well now it's this big enterprise, you know, where they're selling drugs and guns and all that stuff. So, but it's so it was, there's the first nine, and I don't remember all nine of the guys, but I mean obviously you got uh, JT, which is John Teller, Piney, which is a uh, oh, Harry Winston Senior, oh uh, Lenny the Pimp. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then uh, Clay is one of them. So that's the four. There's four of them. There's a couple other guys and stuff like that in it. But I mean, so they're. Gonna, I, I think, and Paul and I were talking about this. They're gonna start out and show how they this group formed and how they went from being a, just a basic commune of guys getting together to just kind of ride bikes and relax and be outside the law for a little bit to being an enterprise where it was an outlaw enterprise. You're gonna see them, these guys, and how these guys. You know, they ended up most well actually all of the nine first nine are dead now um so they went from the first nine and the i would assume at some point you'll they'll introduce a young jacks a young op and stuff like that so to go right from when they formed hopefully right to um when beginning of the show beginning of the show or close to it 
because him and I talk, and I, I'd kind of like to see, you know, like a young Jackson, OB, and stuff like that, how they, because that, if you, if you remember in the first season, that was what they talked about there, uh, episode five, when they were sitting out front, uh, him and Jackson, and they were talking about, um, well, OB was talking about his wife and how he can't get shit to sync up, and Jackson made the comment, and he goes, well, my, my uh, wedding manifest is the Sid Nancy handbook, because his wife was it was uh, a meth head and stuff, and his son was sick when he was born and stuff like that. And but they both said, "This is all I've ever ever known. This is all I've ever wanted." Since I went to the school here, and they were talking about the school they were sitting behind. It was grade school, so we're talking from the time they were five or six. The two of them always always talked about getting a Harley and riding in the club and having a cut on their back. And that's what it was. That's what they. That's the only thing they ever knew. I think that was some of the reason why he wanted to get his kids out of there at the end. He didn't want that for them. He knew the life that it was gonna. They were gonna end up. They were gonna end up like the two of them, Opie and Jax. They were gonna, they were gonna end up dead because it's not a life that you get out of. You can never get out of it. I mean, you lost from this. I I looked at it the other day. At the start of that table, season one, there was Clay, Tig, uh, Chibs, Opie, Piney. Juice, Bobby, and Jax. There was eight of them. Who's left? Tig and um, Chibs. Right. And Happy was Happy did sit on the table. He was still a nomad at that point, but Happy. So out of the nine guys, three of them survived. So far. Right. You never know where it goes from there. Right. But. I mean, it was it's it was just I mean all these guys that were lifers that I mean Bobby, Bobby was the soul of the club and he ended up dead. And he didn't. He never did anything wrong. He was an Ellis impersonator. He was the uh, treasurer for the club. But it's just, it's just a life that takes your life. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know any different. It, evidence with Juice when he was in prison. He was still trying to help the club. Whatever he could do to help the club, he was hoping he could get back into the club. But he just, you know, it just the club just took his life because. He had a chance to get out and get away. I mean, yeah, it would have been a crappy life on the run constantly from the club or whatever, but he didn't want it. He wanted to be part of the club. That was all he knew. That's the only family he ever had. And he had he had family, but his family was the club, and that's all he ever knew. And he went out supporting the club, even though they didn't support him. So it's a crappy life. And you're not much to say has now gone on for 25 minutes. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Told you. But, yes. but this this may be it. We should say a fond farewell to the Sons of Anarchy talk until yep. they until they do the prequel. Yes, yes. Until Corb starts his own sister podcast where he starts from the beginning and <laughs> reviews every episode. Episode one. <laughs> episode one. <Get> in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's keep it moving. We are running long because I knew we were going to with always. that too. There was there's a lot to say on that yeah. episode. But we always run long. Yes. We've done how many? Total, I think there I saw ten. This, this will be ten going up, I think. Okay, we've done ten episodes. I don't think one of them has been under two hours. No, that's not true. When the they're all over an hour. No, well, the first one we did was three hours. Well, it was just the two true. of us. <laughs> we cut into two episodes. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's roll it along. We have been blessed with a couple of reviews, and I have passed them on to everybody at the table. I don't know if everybody's gotten to read them, Jack. Sean. <laughs> Not true. I did yesterday at work. I, I scanned. Supposed, I scan. supposed to, uh, yeah, I, I kind of scanned. I did 
you sent two. I did scan one, and it was uh, it was Sal's. Okay, then we'll start with that one. <clears throat> Our good friend, friend of the show, Salatero, finally has his first book out, published through One Up Collectibles, under the Until We Sleep. That's that's where the digital is right now. You you made a funny thing, so you can buy this digitally through oneupcollectibles.com. It's called Until We Sleep, Issue One. Doctor Hugh, you've read it. I have read it. Yes. Fantastic. What did you think? Well, I, I think that uh, the potential is there for this to be an interesting story. Um, you had mentioned that you kind of know where things are going. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Uh, I, I was a little confused at first, just because uh, I, I guess I, I thought it was going one way and it went another. It seemed like it was a typical horror comic. At one point, I'm expecting zombies. Um, went in a completely different direction than I was really expecting. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it's a good start. Uh, definitely worth a read. Of, depending on how deeply they've they planned this out, this could be a really in- interesting mythology. It's issue one. That's it's a right. good issue. A lot of setup. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm patient with it because I know where it's going. I know what they're heading toward because Sal discussed with yeah, us. Yeah, discussed with us. Um, and I actually do have the synopsis in front of me if, you, if we can just want to read it quick for them. Do it. The Earth is attacked by the demon Despair, causing rifts among the lands of the dead and purgatory. Six trapped souls get a second chance at life from Lord Abaddon, the ruler of purgatory. The only catch. When our heroes return to Earth, they will come back as monstrosities that cause the humans to wonder. Are they here to save us or kill us? Based on the adaptations of monsters from the universal age of the 1930s and 40s, these creatures get an update for the 21st century. Death, demons, and destruction await you as Until We Sleep makes comic books fun and entertaining to read again. This book is only the first part of a realm where heroes overcome adversities and the dead stay dead. Upcoming books will also include The Angel Wars and Blackjack. The ride's just beginning. Now, it's interesting that Synopsis mentions the universal monsters of the 30s. We're talking Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I wish I'd gotten that from the first issue, uh, reading it, because that that's an awesome hook. Exactly. That, that is super, super interesting. And um, I, I did get that. Um, you know, I don't think that was actually in there. So if I had any anything to say about it, I, I wish that that had been teased a little bit. Because th- that's awesome. I didn't realize that until you just read the synopsis. That's right. And that's no like idea. where we knew it was coming from. Sal, Sal was telling us about it. I don't even know if that was on mic or off mic at the expo. I think when I think when Sal was when Sal was talking, you yeah, I'm you, remembering this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. me too. But I, I think I mean I remember when we were there. I was my son was having the issue, so I think did I have, was I was I there for the whole you thing with Sal? You were there for that. Okay, yeah. I can't remember. If I had to get up and, and and leave in the middle of that because that was when. My son was having the asthma attack type thing, but I do remember Sal, and I mean, Sal was a great guy, so I remember him talking about his comic. So when I saw that, that was the first one I looked at when I saw his name was on there. So I said, okay, that's Sal's comic, so I got to take a look at this one. And, and like and like you said, it's you know it was could have gone a different way when it first started, and then I only got about I'll say four sixths the way through it because I had to get back to work. Yeah, tends <laughs> to happen. Work gets in the way. So four I. Six. Yeah, well, it wasn't really. I wasn't really. It wasn't quite halfway. It was a two more. thirds. Who says four six? Well, two thirds or whatever. But yeah. So yeah, I only got yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't get all the way through it, but yeah, like you said, it did start something like was going to go a different way than it, it ended up being. So. But and, and it sounds like it's going to go in a completely different direction than I thought I knew at the end of the book. So. 
I'm very, very excited about it now. I love yeah, the that was the hook monsters. with me was the Universal Monsters. And now, if you keep going through, because we did get the special edition that Sal sent us that has all the extras. It also had a preview for Angel Wars. Yeah, I, I read that. Um, but some of his concept work, if you look close, were some of the Universal Monsters. The Patchwork Man is his Frankenstein. Oh, okay. See, this, so. this is this is like looking at it through a whole new set of eyes. Now, the writer on that was Bob Gar. Sal Otero was the penciler and did a lot of the concepts. And he was inked by E.D. Fulmer, friend... God, I'm going to murder this and Sal's going to kill me. <laughs> friend Jung, J-U-N-G. And the colorist and letterist was Steve... Oh, come on, Sal, really? <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Steve Kupis-Zuski? I apologize if I murdered you guys' names, but I was really impressed. Um, I really liked the, the story. It's, it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I remember when he was talking about it at the expo, because like I haven't heard anything like that before. Like It's a different take on things. Like You're bringing stuff in from the 30s, which from the Black Lagoon. You can get a whole uh, melting pot of different people that like it. Um, you get people in their 50s. Even yeah. as a young 10-year-old uh, that wants to read a comic book, you can get a whole different range of people that would like to read it. The artwork yeah. was very well done. Yeah. I thought it was great. Um, like seeing like I saw a knee snap a little bit. Oh and yeah, when the guy got folded off. I saw yes. it. Yeah, and it made me think of my knee because I had knee problems growing up. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that'd be appropriate for my ten year old. Yeah, no, I'm not letting my kids read it either. No, sorry, so exactly. But we, but when we were ten years old, like when we would go away from mom, we would go to the comic book aisle in the grocery yeah. store. We tried to pick that up, but our moms was like, put that back. But you would try to read that quickly, and it looks very interesting. No, Sal did tell me there is going to be a print version of it. They're working on it. He said they've got the uh, the proofs right now. They've just got to get everything approved and everything to be kosher with it. And I do believe it will be carried here in Syracuse through nice. Cloud City Comics and Toys, Shopping Town Mall. I'm heading there this afternoon, actually. So I won't be there yet. Um. <laughs> and the second one, which was technically the first one we were given, you two did not get a chance to read it. When I say you two, I'm looking at the, the Corbett brothers here. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Man. Jesus. Oh, I was keep... doing some bronies over there. <laughs> yeah. That just went completely wrong. Right? Um, <laughs> I just didn't save myself. <laughs> I just can't save it right now. Oh, how about those nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is by lovely young lady. Her name is Nicole Jelinek. She is the CEO of Acid Eye Comics, which is a a indie press book publisher and she does her own book called A Taste for Killing. She comped us a copy of issue 3 which is the new one that just came out at the end of November. Another horror book. I liked it. Dr. Hugh, you read it? I did. Our work was also fantastic. Yeah, I, I do have uh, I have some comments on the artwork. Uh, first of all, I thought it was fantastic. I, I wonder if if she was under any time constraints because I, I felt like some of it was some of the most fully rich shaded black and white artwork I've ever seen and some of it um, seemed like they'd gotten the pencils in and everything but maybe they hadn't quite had the time to finish it um, doesn't look bad by any stretch of the imagination but having pages concurrently with each other that, that don't have the same um, level of shading it just made me wonder that I'm certainly not trying to say it in a negative way so I'm sorry if she's a friend of the show. I haven't met her. Uh, I'm told you're, she's she's beautiful and all that. But 
fantastic um, young lady. Yeah, it, it was it, it was great, but I did wonder because it, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, in in uh, but beyond that, I mean, interesting shapes. Uh, definitely, she has a unique style uh, that fits well with horror and fit well with the the idea of the story. Um, I like the idea, especially if it's if it's like a one shot. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a complete story that ended with a, it. It felt like an episode of Tales from the Crypt to me. Which um, is funny because that's exactly how our book's described. The series <laughs> style. <laughs> the series style, as seen in each issue, gives a fun and reminiscent feel of classic horror titles like Tales from the Crypt comics <laughs> and eerie magazines from publishers yeah. EC and Warren Publishing. There you go. Yeah, so spot on, spot on, but. Yeah, I, I really, really liked the art style. Uh, not something that you, you generally see um, these days where everything has to be... Like we were talking about earlier, uh, everything's very clean and computer-generated. This was... It felt like an old... I read Eerie. I used to collect those Eerie magazines uh, when I was a kid. I remember that, and, and it really felt like that. A lot. The, though, though better. Even, like I said, the pages that I thought maybe they didn't get as much shading. Still, world's better than the old Eerie comics. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And her story in it, which was the main story, was called Reaper of the Abyss. And it was all about... um, I'm referencing back so I get the pronunciation correct. Lygia, who, as we find out quickly in the story, is the stunningly beautiful mermaid who shepherds sailors to their death to feed this ancient monolithic creature that's helping the balance of the world. Very, very well written story. Yes. Very well thought out. And it's amazing that it's a it's a one and done because yeah. extremely fleshed out. And hers, we can also find <clears throat> right through her own personal page, which is at uh, it's on Blogspot. NicoleJelnick.blogspot.com That's where you can go to get the book. Um, she's got the means doing it with herself through her own book that she's also helping out Indie people. That's awesome. Did you see that in the back of the book? There's the like the single page stories, the pinups, yeah. just giving some guys some exposure. I thought it was really great. I, I'm I'm interested to see the next issue, see where she's going. I want to see the first two. Me as well, you know, Nicole, and and you know, if you want to send them our way, and, and <laughs> we'll go back and redo those ones as well. Uh, but yeah, all around, I'm I'm pretty happy with the books we've been pushed our way so far. I mean, free stuff's always cool, but what it's good free stock it's even better oh, yeah. yeah definitely all right so once again thank you nicole thank you sal we appreciate the opportunity to review the books we will have something posted on the website pointing you towards both of these and now as i understand that you have a legitimate take my money i do uh have any of you guys ever played tabletop games and i don't mean monopoly i mean like the more involved kind of stuff like, like dungeons trap <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're talking about I'm just messing, yes. We're not talking about that kind of skill level. <laughs> that is pretty involved, though. Um, you're talking about, like, Monopoly tabletop games? No. Stuff, stuff like that, or are you talking more, like, uh, people consider tabletop, like... Well, I mean, D&D? D&D-ish type stuff. Okay. I played D&D when I was younger. I'll give yeah. you that. Okay. Um, part of my uh, Christmas present to my family and to myself uh, was I wanted to pick up some games that, that we could play instead of watching TV on the weekends... And uh, I ran across some things, and I picked some games up. Uh, first of all, I picked up Munchkin. Fantastic game by Steve Jackson Games. You played it? You know yes. Okay. <laughs> Munchkin is awesome. Uh, it, it's a little tough because my 10-year-old keeps trying to make up her own rules. 
as we go along, and that's reserved for the owner of, of the, the game. But the other one we got, which is it's fantastic, is called Last Night on Earth. Okay, what it is is it's basically a zombie movie simulation. You have a randomized board, you have zombie uh, cards, hero cards, and you have decks of cards, and the whole idea is this. One person plays the zombies, everybody else is playing all the characters, and it's as if you're in a movie. And you have different objectives, and we were just starting to play, but we're playing through... You know, you have to kill 15 zombies in the night. You have a little tracker that moves down each hour of the night. You have a certain number of turns to accomplish this in. Multiple scenarios, multiple expansions. You're not going to get into that stuff. Uh, I will say that the game is a lot of fun. You have little characters for your heroes. The person playing the zombies has all these zombie characters. I mean, there, there's a lot of dice involved. There's a lot of battles, things like that. What really impresses me about the game is that it has a lot of personality. There, there's a competitor out there uh, called Zombie Side, which is kind of like Left for Dead as a board game. It's very there's not as much personality. There's not cards that can dramatically turn around a, a situation. It's pretty much straightforward. Here, are the rules: kill the zombies. Zombies keep increasing, and you have to get to the end. Uh, Last Night on Earth is a little more dramatic. There are cards that can completely change things. Uh, it's it's like you're watching a movie, and you will go back and forth like last night played with uh, my wife and, and my oldest daughter. My oldest daughter wanted to play the zombies, and my wife and I, were, I was playing the heroes for the first time. And, man, we were getting our asses kicked, my wife and I. We were just, we could not keep up with it. We couldn't find any we any ranged weapons, any guns. Uh, it, it looked like we were going to lose. And then in the last eight turns of the game, we managed to take out the 50, or 15 zombies we had to take out nice. to win the game. It, it came down to the, the last move of the game. And it really felt like a movie because there's the, the dramatic build-up, things are quiet, then they start getting really busy, then it looks like the heroes are going to die, and then they pull it out at the last minute. Interestingly enough, last Saturday, my wife and I did a, a two-player game. I played the zombies, she played the heroes. Funny enough, it turned out the same way. I had her surrounded with all of my zombies all my uh, on the board, completely surrounded. I mean, at points where I'm moving four zombies onto her square at once. She has to battle all four of them. Okay, and somehow managed by the skin of her teeth to pull it off and kill the fifteen zombies. Nice. It was exciting, and usually in a in something like this, you can see where the mechanic is designed to make that happen. For the life of me, I cannot see where in the game mechanics that it causes this to happen. But two games in a row now, that's exactly how it played out. Um, they're definitely cleverer than I am. But it's a fantastic game, and if you get the chance to play, do it. Uh, that sounds pick it really up. cool. You won't be disappointed. It's a lot of fun. Where can you pick it up? Uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, I believe they have it at Cloud City. I know they have it. Uh, what's the one in the Destiny Mall? Play the game. Play, play the, the story. game. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen it at both of their stores. Um, you can get them online. Amazon has them. I mean, all over the, the place. Outstanding. No, there was a game I was playing. I forget the name, uh, what it was, but um, you have uh, good guys and bad guys, of course. Um, the good guys are the knights, and then the bad guys, like you have like um, a guy that takes your powers and goblins and all that stuff. I forget what it is, but um, you have a king, and you're like, I want to go on a quest with you. It's like a game that you can play with so many people, but if you're bad guys, you want to bluff and say you want to go on the quest with them. And um, but you just keep shining. I'll go on the quest with you. But then if you win, like you try to like you have the good guys go on the quest with you. But then there's always a bad guy that's always trying to get um, try to take the king's power. So you have a team of bad guys, but you don't know like who's on your team if you're the good guy or if you're the bad guy. But towards the end, like but you ha you have like a tracker. Like if you have five turns, like the good guys can win or the bad guys can win. So it's a game all about bluff. 
So you're always like, you can just, you lie to the king, like, I want to go on a quest with you, I'll wi raise you my daughter, or something like that. You just try to get the king to make you go on a quest with you. But you can just say so many stupid things, be like, I'll give you my son that is incredibly gay. He'll love to go on the quest with you. He's like, why do you want him to go on the quest with me then? But you're just trying to bluff the king. Like, I'll raise you my sheep. Or something like, you don't have sheep. But you just try to get the king to have you go on the quest with you. Or like, I will be your right-hand man. Well, he can totally backstab you and screw you over. It's so just, don't ever believe anybody. Just right. don't ever believe anybody. But you have to have three people that always go on the quest with you. But it's, a, it's a, like, like games like that, like we used to play in college all the time too. When we're sick of spending our money going out to the bar and always getting shut down or something, you get the thirty and you just go right into your dorm room and just play these games and have some fun, take nice. a ride, all those games, and not play take a ride. Those are yeah, just fun games like you said. Turn off the TV for a little. Yeah, bit. that's exactly what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. That's what Perfect. I need to do with my kid. <laughs> so, gentlemen, over the last couple episodes, uh, we've gotten a fan who's been very very vocal she, she's really waving the geek pod flag uh, gotten in contact with me we're just gonna call her Laura because I'm not just gonna give out her full name want to give her a shout out and um, kinda throw a spotlight on her because she's she's not shy about telling us what she likes and what she doesn't like about the book the book? The yeah. book? We're a book we're writing? A book? A book? Yes. Reading Rainbow? There we go. No, about <laughs> the pot. It's a book, apparently. <laughs> exactly. A pop-out book. She's a big fan of the comic recommendations. She wants more recommendations. Apparently, after she listened to our last episode, she frequented Cloud City Comics, and... Um, Jeff is getting definite publicity from us. I know. I want some money back on that. What the hell? Um, is he a friend of the show? He is. Okay. I assumed he would be. I mean, well, he's having us in his store in May for free comic book. Well, no, I, I so, yeah, that. And, and, he was, and, he, and he was the one that got us to HeroCon and all that stuff here in Syracuse. So, I mean, I, just, I understand that, but I just, I know that we were close to 100 likes on things. Like, I think we got over it. We surpassed that, yes. So, okay. But I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't, I couldn't remember if he was a, a fan or not, and I apologize, Jeff, is. I don't, not frequently on the Facebook page, apparently. He's going to neck punch you next time he sees you. <laughs> <laughs> he could do that, dude. He's a big dude. <laughs> for, those, uh, for those who don't know, Jeff and I went to high school together. We graduated the same year in high school, so... Just throw that out there. <laughs> just put it out there. He's just name-dropping. <laughs> 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 Why not? <laughs> He's successful. Yes. Doing very well for himself. I'm proud of the kid. Guy. Not a kid. He's always... Yeah, if he sounds like a big man, I'm afraid he would hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this was Laura? Or yes, yeah, Laura, <laughs> who has a sub box at Cloud City, um, takes our recommendations seriously, and also apparently has an affinity for Corbs. Ooh. That's what we're here. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. She outright told me I love Corbs. There you go. So you have a fan, at least. Sweet! There's somebody out there that likes me. <laughs> it's not my kid. Contrary to what Wiggs says, people do like you. <laughs> Now, who would have thought joining a, a, a geek podcast would get you female attention? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just the other thing. I've we gone the other way. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you guys. <laughs> Congratulations, you've achieved something we have not. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm the first. There you go. Very nice. Uh, well, it's appreciated, I guess. You can't even say hi to the girl. Well, say hi. You have the option here. She listens. Go ahead, talk to her. What am I? <laughs> oh, uh -huh. hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Says thank you. And yeah. that's why you love him, right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm just a retard. <laughs> um, now you're just offending retards everywhere. That's nice. <laughs> Look at me. <coughs> Dude, are you me. okay? I'm great. I mean, Fantastic. You keep shoving your head in that Red Sox pillow, and I don't understand why. I know it's, it's, not, Sox even, it's not even baseball season, so I don't need to weep oh, into speak it. Of, oh, speaking of baseball, I, I know we were kind of turning around, but the biggest surprise in the off season for you? Anything stand out? Anything? Not yet. I have kind of lost track and everything. Okay, you don't know, you don't know the fact that the Padres have gutted their entire team and. No, I have been so oh, yeah. far removed from what's going on in baseball land right now. Well. You couldn't have been interested in football. No, I haven't football seen any of that either. Man. Why would you watch it? You're a Raiders fan. Yeah. Well, hey, we got a new head coach that I know. Oh, you Ooh. have Jack Del Rio now. Yeah. Yeah. They're still not going to help you. <laughs> no. Four and twelve. I mean, granted, you did win four because you started out zero and ten, so yeah. you finished the year. I an upswing. Four. Yeah, four and two. Yeah. If you'd have started, you know, ten better into it, yeah. you might have made four. the playoffs. Uh, let's dissect. I know this is a geek podcast, but we'll discuss your Raiders. I'm an Eagles fan, but we'll discuss the Raiders. Okay, um, Derek Carr. I'm fine with that. Yep. Uh, let's go to the running backs now. You, ha- I had Murray Jones Drew. I thought you would be, he would be good, but yep. that turned out robust. But you have a running back. You, n- you needed some line, maybe. You yep. Need, you need they some need a lot help. of help. Is what it comes down. A to. wide receiver. Yeah, you need that too. A tight end. You need that. So we're, yeah, you need a line. Yeah, you need a lot of help. A stable quarterback. Your quarterback is good. I, yeah. Actually, um, and, I, and a buddy of mine that I work with is a, a Raiders fan, so we talk about the Raiders all the time. I think that Carr is going to be a good quarterback. He just needs to get some protection. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, is it McFadden? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe just. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Line protection. We'll go there. Yeah, you but have a top pick. You yeah. some line. Yeah, yeah definitely. Gonna, you need an offensive <laughs> lineman, stuff like that. So, but. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so, Laura, so, would, would you like to know why I'm laughing? I would. Sure. <laughs> because clearly, Corbs is so scared of talking to girls that he'll change the subject <laughs> of off-season sports. <laughs> Rather than just say, hi, Laura. <laughs> I can say hi to Laura. <laughs> She's right through that door. Come on out, Laura. With the kindergartners? Oh, and the bronies. <laughs> and the bronies. <laughs> So, but yes, uh, and and you're not wrong, dude. I'll tell you that right now. You're not wrong. I, if she was here in the room, I would be like in the corner crying. Hey. I, well, this is what I caught. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, you, you were joking. You you're like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> how about those Padres? Right. <laughs> That's true. I did do that. Yes. So, but no, I mean, anyway, so thanks a lot, Laura. You've you've caused the show to come to a grinding halt now. <laughs> You okay. never get a but on the same token, if she—I mean, if she was here, you know, I would—I wouldn't—I mean, I, I joke that I would be in the corner. I would at least engage and talk to her. I wouldn't know what to say because I'm not the most articulate person in the world. Well, no one is. Like, are you like a Raj <laughs> from Big Bang Theory? No, 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 yeah, no, no. I don't just shut down. Like, mm. No, I, I mean, I—I'd I, be able to talk to her. Or something. No, yeah. All right. But Perhaps yes, I, I, yes, I did change it rather quickly. You're all right. Yeah. I did. It went from talking to Laura to the Padres. <laughs> so, but I just, I, I, I know, I just brought up because you, you and I are both baseball fans, so. Right. That's all. I just, I didn't know. He if did you, it again. Yeah. Yep, back <laughs> to it. I just, I just didn't know if you, if you had um, been able to see, heard anything, I mean, like anything like that, so. I'm so far out of the loop. It, it's either dealing with work or planning 
my oldest frozen themed birthday party. Oh, let it go, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> do you talk, do wait, do you talk about it at work? Oh, it's been discussed at work, yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Thank God my kid's not into that because. He's not the only one. There's a couple secretaries there doing it for their kids, too. Well, yeah, and I understand it's the, it's the big Disney thing out there or whatever. It's, you know, everybody's doing it. I mean, I, there was the drinking game at Halloween. How many else's come to your house or whatever? And every time one comes, have a beer or something like that. And five minutes later, I was hammered. Right. I was at a Halloween party, and there were some of those, too. So, I mean, I, I went to my kid's parade at Halloween. And, and half of it was probably frozen. I think parade. there was ten, in, just in his class. And he's got a class of, like... 12 kids. Uh, some boys are dressing up as right. us. Right, I was just, I mean, it's just, it, it was weird. It was really okay, weird. We don't judge. No, we right. don't judge. So. I'm laughing with them. <laughs> so, I mean, we did start, just start talking about holidays. I mean, we did talk Halloween before, but, you know, we kind of discussed holidays. You know, everybody have a good holiday? Yeah. Christmas was good. Mm-hmm. My brother is six foot two, over 230 pounds. One year, he got a sleeper, and he was wearing that and had a butt flap. So <laughs> <laughs> that was always good to see, and he's watching watching the Yule log. Nice <laughs> with nice. it, but yeah, holidays are always good. Yeah, yeah I had a good holiday. That's good. Mine was good too. I mean, just I figured I'd ask everybody since it was the first time I've seen. I've seen everybody since since the holidays, so it was good. Yeah, food came out good. Family was happy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good segue into our entry for the WTF files because it all happened while I was out Christmas shopping before the holiday obviously I don't shop after was it on Black Friday? no it was not okay, it was, if it was uh, Black Friday I would have slapped you no, I mean, if you're a fool if you go out on Black Friday yeah. no this Just was like actually that. on a lunch mm-hmm. break at work I went down to Erie Boulevard to do some last minute shopping so that's where I'm going to start this with you so I pull into uh, the Best Buy on Erie Boulevard and got the opportunity to get a really good pull-through parking spot. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I love pull it. Oh, those are the best. No, I'm definitely taking it. I mean, it was like six spots from the door. I'm taking it. I'm a fat, lazy bastard. I'm taking it. <laughs> about three-quarters of the way through the pull-through, and there's a BMW creeping up the aisle. Not the Doc one. This was a really nice BMW. <laughs> Now, I, I can see the driver. She's, I'd say, early 40-something. Definitely a trophy wife by everything I can see. She's pissed. And I can see her just a-bitching and chewing. I, apparently, she wanted to take the spot I was going to have. Mouth's going a mile a minute, and it ends with a clear-as-can-be fucking asshole. And then she steps on her gas and shoots three parking spaces past me. Now... I take a little longer to get out of the car because i got to turn off my iPod, put everything away. So we're both kind of walking in together, and she's just just icing me. Just, you got you know. guy. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> Give me the most evil looks as possible. I thought it was funny, but, you know, I, I let it go. Pastor again is relieving, and she still apparently thinks I'm the scum of the earth. Just shooting me looks, you know, whatever. Get in my car. Letting it go, as Jack says, because he... Idolizes Elsa. I just let it go. <laughs> Get in the car, and I got to move on to my next place. I had to hit Walmart, which is down on Bridge Street, down that same area. Yep. Again, decent parking space. Over by the market side, do it again. I get a pull through. No, no Someone, don't yes. say it. <laughs> and I shit you not, BMW lady. No. I swear. <laughs> I was just I swear. On my kid's eyes. I swear. Oh, no. She creeps up. 
locks eyes with me and just <laughs> lights the tires up and goes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God. So I start out of my car and this bitch is in a frenzy. She's stomping at me and she's just chewing and screaming. I can't make out half of what she's saying because I'm in shock. The one thing I did catch is, twice today, you're going to be a prick to me? What the fuck? <laughs> I could do nothing uh, but just stand there and grin like an idiot at her because I didn't know what to do. She finishes chewing me out and just stomps off and leaves. I'm still standing there. This shit doesn't happen to people. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? I mean... I didn't know pulling through a parking spot was a dick move. Apparently it is when you take them from a trophy wife who doesn't have to work. You know what the funny part about this story is? Like, I love hearing your side, but I would have loved to hear her side of the story, When she goes home later that day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And see what else I did to her. Like, I was apparently pouring sugar in her gas tank. (laughs) Oh, man. I just thought, the moment you said you went to Walmart and you got out of pull-through, I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be the same lady... That's creeping up again. I, you could just see it going that way. And when you said that, I was like, oh my God. How does that happen? I, I told the story in the office when I came back because I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. And it's like something that the girls were like, you're lying. That did not happen. I said, I wish that was fake. I can't write <laughs> comedy that good. So does that happen to anyone else? Let alone you do something to piss someone off, but they actually get in your face for it? never happened to me uh, no no my mom would probably get someone's face if she got pissed because she'll speak her mind but i would never have the balls to do that to somebody but you almost feel like it's okay for her to do that just because that happened twice in a row right i mean i'm not saying that she's justified but i you know what i would have done i would have like i'm sorry got my car backed up a space <laughs> just because the just first time it. it's just... like well the first time it's like hey, okay she's just being a bitch the second time it's like yeah, karma or, or something. I don't know. I just would have felt bad, you know? But yeah. like he was saying, what's the chances that he does it at Best Buy and he goes to Walmart and he pulls through and it's the same? I know. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> like you said, there's just no way that happens. That yeah. it's the exact same person that you pull through on that she. Uh, yeah. So, well, like you're saying, she might have a legitimate reason to be kind of pissed because that shit yeah. just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's her, it's her problem. It's not your problem. I would have done the same thing he did. I mean, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I would just. Uh, duh. <laughs> you should have got on the phone. I know it would have been bad, but... Um, Call the police? No, no. no. Just get on the phone and be like, when she's bitching, you're like, okay, honey, I'll meet you at the hospital. Our son will be okay. His arm is not going to fall off. <laughs> 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 like, His cancer is going to go through, I promise. <laughs> but no, you can't do that. <laughs> that would have been bad. Then she would have felt so bad and blind you stuff. <laughs> I can work with that. Yeah. Sugar oh, mama's not a bad thing. Uh, no. <laughs> or you can be like, oh, all right, guys, I'll meet you at Hooters and we'll go tie one down <laughs> and make it even worse. <sighs> so that's uh, all I got for the week, gentlemen. You got anything else on the docket? <sighs> no, I don't think so. No, I think we end with that right there. Yeah, you just hit it perfect. All right. Well, until next time, mega bite me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. If you're enjoying us, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and follow us everywhere. On Twitter, at GeekPod, G33KPOD. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekpod. Want to get in touch with us? Email us at contribute at geekpod.com.